You're listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. We want everyone everywhere to have an everyday relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this helps you do just that. Amen, amen, amen. Everyone, I am so happy to see y'all this morning. So happy to see you guys. You can have a seat for a moment. Everybody at every campus, I just want to welcome you today. As, as we begin today talking about uh, this statement in the creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, I just want to begin with prayer. So would you get comfortable in your seat right there, right where you are, take a deep breath, and then let's pray together. Let's have a moment with God. Abba Father, where do we begin to say thank you to you for life, for breath, for everything? for sweeping us up into fellowship and relationship with you through the finished work of Christ on the cross and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I offer myself to you today, God, as a vessel, a pipeline, a conduit, whatever you want to do in this body today is all yours. And I make that same statement here as a leader and a pastor at our church, that our church is an offering to you, a vessel, a gateway, a conduit, a pipeline for you to do in the earth whatever you have in mind. Jesus, you are the head of the church, the highest name, the name above every name. We exalt you. And Holy Spirit, I just want more of you today. I want more of you for me. I want more of you for my beloved brothers and sisters here today. I want more of you for our church, for each city where we are represented, for our state, our nation, and our world. Holy Spirit, would you come? The power, indeed, is in your whisper. A simple phrase, a simple word from you carries more power with it than all the amassed preaching in every language throughout the whole of human history. It is your words that we want to hear today. In the last day, says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. The old men will dream dreams, and the young men will see visions. That word from the prophet that came into reality on the day of Pentecost so long ago is that same day that we are living in right now in the Holy Spirit. We just ask that you would enact, activate, and ignite the words of the prophet Joel into the here and now. That you would speak. That you would move. Empowered today. My brothers and sisters at every campus, everyone who is hearing my voice right now, let's take a moment to do just that, to listen for his whisper. And I want to challenge and encourage each and every one of you, pull out your phone, something to write down with. Whatever he whispers to you in these next quiet moments is maybe the thing you've been needing to hear for quite some time and not just today. So let's take a moment to listen. Holy Spirit, would you come and speak to every one of us? Grant us ears to hear your voice. 
teach us something, bring to mind something that Jesus has said to us, a verse of scripture. Bring us a picture, a word, a, a number, something significant to each and every one of us. Just whisper something, I love you, I'm here, whatever that is. So let's take a moment to listen, everyone. I'm going to give us just a couple moments in quiet. Capture the first thing that comes into your mind and write it down. Speak, Lord. We are listening. Let's listen for a moment. What's God saying? You can trust him. What's he saying? What's that first thing he's saying that's brought to mind? What's that picture you're seeing in your imagination? Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you for being a God who speaks, a God who has been such a friend to me. I just want to represent you well today in what we talk about. So would you help me? Would you help us? Come and do something brand new in us today, God. Stir up our joy and let us enjoy you, even as you come to enjoy us today, God. Stoke up a fresh joy in every single one of us, a fresh faith, a fresh hope for the future. Show us a picture, God. That these days for us in you, even if the world gets darker, what you're doing is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. God, would you fill us with a wild and unexplainable hope today? Do that for us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, you guys, I'm so glad to be with you uh, this morning. My name is Lee McDermott, one of the pastors here. I've had the privilege and honor of being a part of our church for I guess in mid-May, it will be 23 years, which is like staggering to me. So, I mean, praise the Lord. So pumped to be here with you guys today. The first time I ever, you know, was, was uh, at a New Spring Church service was the very first service we ever had. I, as a 22-year-old college student at uh, Anderson University, shout out to the Trojans. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. We got some here in the room today. Um, but, uh, man, what a journey, what a ride. And I'm so thrilled to be talking about this statement in the creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And this is such a significant phrase for me as we think about what's been happening in the creed up to this point. Two weeks ago, Pastor Brad came and talked about, I believe in God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. And last week, Clayton came and gave us a brilliant unpackaging of the depth of the person and work of Jesus Christ last week. I mean, that was just amazing to me. The, the impact of that was so significant. And this week we'll be talking about the Holy Spirit. Next week, Meredith is going to come and she is going to unpackage the next couple of lines that say, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church and the communion of saints. Now, we've said this briefly the last couple of weeks, but I just want to make sure that nobody's tripping over that word Catholic. It's an adjective, y'all. It, it's, it, what it means in this sense is it comes from the Greek word katholikos, which means on the whole or in general. The reason why it was there really was because back when the apostles were like, the, you know, the early church fathers were crafting this creed as a way to give a distilled statement of belief about God was because, and this is similar to today, there's all these nations and tribes and everything else like that, these different people groups, and they don't necessarily get along. And so Jesus, as the, as, the, as the message of Christianity spreads around the world, we needed to have a statement that was like, hey, look, this Catholic thing, this on the whole thing, this means that we are all one family here, brothers and sisters. And there's not like you get to be an Italian Christian and an English one and an American one and everything else like that. 
We're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna have these lines anymore. Y'all remember like Revelation 7, 9 says, there was a great multitude whom no one could number, every tribe, tongue, nation, and language, color of skin. Come on, somebody. Catholic just means we're all in this together. This is not talking about Roman Catholic. So we don't want to, nobody's tripping over that word anymore, all right? Can I get an amen from somebody? We're not tripping over that word. It's amazing. So Meredith is going to talk about that. And then on the final week, Dan Leanne, my favorite Australian, is going to uh, come to the table to talk to us about the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Man. This, this, is, this is really, really great. So I'm pumped about that. Now, so as we get into uh, our, our message, our talk about the Holy Spirit today, um, you know, we've just been struck with the question, why do we need to talk about the Holy Spirit? Why do we need to be aware of this? And I think in our world today, what you have is a couple of different ditches that most people fall into in society. On the one hand, there is the ditch of humanism, which basically... It puts human beings, puts mankind at the center of reality, at the center of the universe by completely denying that there is a spiritual or supernatural reality at all. That anything spiritual or supernatural or miraculous can be explained or will be explained in the future by purely natural or scientific means. This completely leaves God out of the picture, puts humans right at the center. The other ditch is hyper-spiritualism that sees spiritual things in everything and takes a curiosity into some dangerous things, looking for ways to manipulate the natural and the spiritual world through things like spells and witchcraft and the occult and crystals and manifesting. This language is also trying to put human beings at the center, making humans God of the universe, leaving God totally out of the picture, by taking all of these different ways of thinking into try and control and manipulate what's going on. So we don't want to fall into either one of these camps or drift into either one of those. What we want to realize is that the natural world is real. It's the one we experience. And the spiritual world is absolutely real as well. And that you and I were designed for friendship with the God of the universe. We were designed to be friends with him, to walk with him, to dwell with him and him and us, and for us to take a place of dominion in both the natural and spiritual realms. Because at some point, they will become one in the new heaven and the new earth, and we, along with Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will be placed in those those places of ruling and reigning with him. Right now, in the in-between, in between the two trees, the tree of life in the garden originally and the tree of life, when everything has been made new, we get to reclaim that dominion through our friendship with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important for us to know him, to know how he speaks, how he interacts, how, you know, what he is like in order to walk with him, not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of the world around us. The Holy Spirit is not just God for you. It's God for you and me and everybody else beginning to be a part of his plan to reshape and remake everything. This is why our church is is so repetitively consistent about saying we want to see everyone everywhere in an everyday relationship with God. Every single day, on the most average Tuesday of your life, we want you to be able to have a conversational relationship with God. Knowing the Holy Spirit, knowing God, he is God. Knowing him is the key to this conversational 
intimacy with God. Can I tell you guys a story about how, this, how I encountered God, the Holy Spirit, at the very beginning? I've told this story a couple of times, but when I was a 19-year-old college student, I'd gone to Clemson, shout out to the Tigers, um, uh, when I'd gone to Clemson to study chemical engineering. Um, and uh, I came to find out it was a really bad fit uh, for me. No disrespect to chemical engineers. We need y'all in this world, but that was not, that was not my scene. So um, I'm, I'm 19 years old. I'm at Clemson University, Holmes Hall, room 401, laying awake at night in, in my bed, just you know, terrified about the exam I'm going to have the next day, the chemie final. And I'm just like, I had made a, a royal mess of things and was just all over the place. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing in life. Now, I had, my parents had led me to Christ when I was six years old. And so I knew Jesus. I loved the Bible. I, I mean, I trusted that. I had a great experience growing up in church. But like when I got to Clemson, I just was like, man, which end is up over here? And so there I am laying in my bed at night, and I hear this whisper on the inside. Leave it all behind. Four words. That's it. And along with those four words came such a wave of compassion and love and kindness and, and peace. This shalom that was so powerful, I went right to sleep. Amazing. I had been so stressed out one minute before. And then here comes the power of the whisper. The power of that whisper. The Holy Spirit speaking in the inner voice, saying, leave it all behind. And the next morning, I woke up, and I cracked open and dusted off my Bible, and I was just like, oh, where do I start? And just flipped to Philippians. I started reading in chapter 1, and this one verse jumped off the page at me. Has that ever happened to you guys? You just read the Bible, and all of a sudden, this one verse just jumps off the page? To live is Christ, to die is gain. Verse 21, Philippians 1, 21. In the course of 12 hours, you guys, I had heard God speak to me in my inner voice and then from the pages of Scripture confirming one another. The power of his whisper absolutely transformed my life. It doesn't take much, y'all. It does not take much. The power of God's whisper can change everything in you. This idea of friendship with him has been so near and dear to me for all of that stretch of time because it has been the defining reality, the atmosphere of my relationship with God for the last 26 years. Almost every single day of that last stretch of time, I, I have heard that same kind, compassionate, teaching voice on the inside of my spirit. When I open up the Bible, I hear him again and I see him inside those pages. There's so many other ways that he communicates as well. We'll talk about it here in just a minute, but I just... I want that for you. I want you to be able to hear him. I want you to, in a moment of crisis, when you're just like stressed out about stuff or when you're just like don't know what to do, I want you to know that you have a friend who would love to talk to you. He would love to give you answers faster with less, <laughs> with, with, with less fussiness, less confusion. He would love to make some things clear in your life. He would love to help you. This is the person of the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do, I'm just going to, I'm going to unpack maybe four things for us, four aspects of who he is that are so important for us to understand so that we can fully step into this friendship, this conversational intimacy, this ability to hear him, this person, this person who is the Holy Spirit. So if you're with me, say yeah. Come on, y'all. All right, let's do this thing. Okay, 
So, and I do want to say at the outset, these four things are not the point of this message. The point of this time that we're going to spend together today is a moment of encounter at the end where we're all going to ask for more. We're all going to ask the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do in us. So that's the main, that's the main thing. If you don't get any of the other things that I talk about today, we're going to get to a place where we can all receive a little more of him because he's, he is more ready to give himself to us than we are to receive him. He's more ready to give himself to us today. We just we have no idea. Okay, all right, y'all, if you're taking notes, I also want to say this too, as we take notes today, I want to encourage you to take notes, make some space to do that. I probably will hit a bunch of scriptures that are not going to be on the screen, and I don't expect any of y'all to take my word for it. So I just want to like inspire you guys, and if you just write down something that maybe I just said off, I want you to go back and fact check me, because I'm not interested in you just, you know, taking what I say and then be like, okay, well, Lee said, so, you know, whatever. I want you guys to see it from the scriptures. I want you to experience it fully for yourself because you were, you, God had in mind to make a, pre, a royal priesthood where every single person who is filled with his spirit has that, that, that identity of being a priest of God. It doesn't matter if you are a banker or a truck driver or a teacher or anything else like that in this life. Guess what? If you're in Jesus, you are his priest. You are a person who is endued with his power and able to stand for him in the world as a witness. I mean, this is, this is something we all inherit. It's not just for professional Christians. This is amazing. So anyway, that's, that's the point for today. All right, so number one, everybody, finally, now that we're here, number one, the, best, the thing that you need to know about the Holy Spirit is first that he is God. Now, I know that sounds simple on the, on the surface, but this is a fundamental aspect of what we believe about God is that he is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. He is completely three and he is completely one. I just did the Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off thing right there. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that, you guys. But this, this idea that the Holy Spirit is God is so important for us to understand because if we understand that he is God, then we will know that he is completely omnipotent, he is powerful beyond description, he is omnipresent, he is absolutely everywhere, and he is omniscient. He possesses a wisdom that is deeper than we can possibly fathom, that he is the most beautiful being in the entire universe, perfect, flawless in all of his holiness. There is nothing he doesn't know, nothing he can't do, and all of our spiritual enemies are so infinitely smaller than him, it is a joke. It is an absolute joke. It is an absolute joke. The Holy Spirit is God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters like a mother hen over her brood of chicks about to bring life out of the cold damp shell of the earth. The Holy Spirit is right there as God bringing life into the earth. If you read on in the scriptures you see in the book of Judges, I mean, he's rushing upon people, putting on Gideon like a suit and going out and winning massive victories in a miraculous way. He's inspiring the scriptures. In the New Testament, it says no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by who? The Holy Spirit. Every word in the page of your Bible had a source. The Holy Spirit is that source. That's why when you open the Bible, you are hearing. Reading 
is listening. Every time you open the pages of scripture, you're hearing him speak, right? This is amazing. He is God. Now, I want to give you a, a scripture that um, I think beautifully illustrates this. There are so many. I've, 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 it would take too long for me to share all of them with you. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, everybody say it with me, freedom. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Amen. He is God. The second thing that we've got to know is that he is a person. The thing we need to know about the Holy Spirit in this pursuit of friendship with him is that he is a person. Now, how many people in this room right here at every campus, raise your hand with me if you have seen Star Wars. Okay, this is most people. Uh, how many of you guys have not seen Star Wars before? I just want to see some hands. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, this is going to go right over your head then. So the most famous phrase inside any Star Wars movie is, and you can say it with me if you want to, may the force be with you. That's right. And also with you. Um, but no, you guys, may the force be with you. Listen, so the idea inside the force, we can sometimes get tripped up into thinking that the Holy Spirit is like the force. He's like the good side of the force, you know. He's like pitted against, you know, he's the light side and there's the dark side and everything. Else. That's actually more, you know, Chinese philosoph philosophical yin and yang. I mean, that's not really the way, way it operates. The Holy Spirit, don't get it twisted. If you needed to resurrect your X-wing fighter from the dank swamps of Dagobah, the Holy Spirit could do it for you. But he's so much more than an impersonal force. He is a person. He is Beyond our thinking of what a normal human being can be, but he is a person. He has a personality. He can speak. He wants to have an intimate relationship with us. He actually has emotions and passions. He can be grieved when we do something intentionally that goes against the way that he has designed us. We can quench him. Specifically, the scriptures say in 1 Thessalonians 5, we can quench the Holy Spirit when we despise and discard prophetic words, which is one of the main ways that he talks to us. He's a person. You guys, it, this scripture here, this is what Jesus says. John 14, 16 through 17. Jesus says, and I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I want you guys to, in your Bibles, highlight, underline that word helper, helper. That is the Greek word parakletos. And the word helper is so small compared to the full meaning of that Greek word parakletos. In a bunch of different English translations, it gets translated counselor, advocate, comforter, helper. In, in the message, Eugene Peterson translated as, translates it as friend. Parakletos, para means close by. Kaleo is this idea of speaking or calling. Think about a defense attorney, someone who would stand right shoulder to shoulder with you in court and stick up for you. Think about somebody who is running beside you, who is your coach saying, you can do it. Come on, let's go, let's go. Think about the Holy Spirit as your best friend in the world. Picture your best friend in the world and then imagine that your best friend has infinite knowledge, limitless power, and loves you more than any human being has ever loved any other human being from the beginning of time. That's what parakletos means. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. This is the person 
who Jesus is delighted to send to you when, you're, when you give your life to him. It is incredible. He is a person. When we think about him, we don't need to refer to him as it or something like that, getting mixed up with this impersonal force kind of thing. Let's refer to him the way that Jesus did, but, you know, at least in these English translations with the word him. You can pray to him. You can talk to him. You can listen to him. You can get to know him as a person who has a personality. Beautiful, right? All right, he is a person. Number three, the next thing that we need to know is that he speaks. He speaks. This is so important to know when we think about the Holy Spirit as a person. I mean, the way we get to know people is by speaking to them. We get to, to understand all the different ways that they communicate. And you guys, I've mentioned this phrase a couple of times, but I just want to say the power is in the whisper. The power is in his whisper. If you think about the Old Testament story of Elijah when he goes to the cave, you've got, you know, he comes and God's trying to talk to him and you have a fire and you have the wind and you have the earthquake and God's not in any of that. He's in the still, small voice. He's in the whisper. Psalm 29 is one of my absolute favorite ones and it gives this sense of the power of the voice of the Lord. It says the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. It can strip a whole forest bare. Think about God himself standing in front of a, a beautiful forest and just clearing his throat and then all the bark disappears from all the trees. It's just like boom, there it is. That's how powerful the voice of God is. But in that next line it says the voice of the Lord strips the forest bare and also whispers to the mama deer, it's time to give birth. That's the power of the whisper. God would like to talk to you. He would love to talk to you today. So Jesus, uh, really the best place in the scripture to go if you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, specifically what Jesus said about him, is in John 15, or 14, 15, and 16. This is Jesus talking to the disciples in the upper room. And he begins to list out for the disciples, here's all the things that the Holy Spirit is going to do. Here's all the things that the parakletos is going to do for you. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to remind you of everything that I've ever said. Think about it. I mean, has, has, a, has a verse of Scripture ever come to your mind just out of nowhere? The Holy Spirit is at work to do that for you. He'll testify about me and empower your testimony about me. He will guide you into truth. He'll speak what he hears. And this is a beautiful one too. The Holy Spirit will declare to you the things that are to come. Sometimes he will tell you. He'll give you a picture of the future so you'll know about it. You can encourage somebody else with it so that you can be ready for the days ahead. Absolutely amazing. There's so many ways that God can speak. When I think, I gotta be honest with you guys, sometimes God speaks to me through Motown. Like, I'm a, I'm a musician, you know, by, by, by my college education. I was a worship leader here for a long time, and I just wanna tell you guys, like, Motown is sometimes the most powerful way that the Holy, speaks to me, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. Now, you guys know I love the Bible, so I'm not trying to be, you know, like, more weird than I need to be in this moment. But seriously, y'all, there will be sometimes I'll be struggling with something. There was this one time in particular I was really having a hard time just struggling with, with being loved by God, with feeling that he loved me. And I hadn't heard this song in years. I woke up one morning and I hear, the I mean, I'm waking up in the morning, the first thing that happens in my conscious mind is, ain't no way for me to love you if you won't let me. Ain't no way for me to love you if you won't let me by Aretha Franklin. God spoke to me through the Queen of Soul early in the morning. There have been other times, too, when I'll just hear some of the song, the lyrics of it will just like boom, and I will know in that moment, okay, you have my attention. How does God speak to you? I know some of y'all, 
I mean, you, you might be a little bit afraid to admit it, but God speaks to you sometimes in the clouds or on road signs or, you know, through all kinds of different things. God can use literally anything. The, the cool part about it is he's given us the scriptures to know what he would say and how he would say it, which is why I love the Bible so much. I encourage you guys to read the Bible cover to cover because remember, one of the other things that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit is that he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Now, all the words of Scripture are breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correcting, training, and righteousness so that men and women of God, the messengers, can be complete and fully equipped for every good work. The Holy Spirit would love to talk with you. And the cool part about it is there are ways that he talks to us that are common because we all share some common language and some common ways of learning. But you are one of one. There's never been another you. And the Holy Spirit absolutely loves the way that he has wired your mind the way he's wired your emotions, the way he's crafted your ability to desire things. And he will harness those things and speak to you in a way that is so you, one-to-one. I mean, one hallmark of friendship is inside jokes, right, guys? The Holy Spirit is one of the most fun people that I have ever known. And let me just tell you, he is the least insecure person that I know. He is absolutely one of the best people to hang around with. And a word from him, a simple phrase, as I said before, can change everything. His power is in the whisper, y'all. His power is in the whisper. Last thing, number four, he fills us. He fills us. Now, there's, there's filling and then there is filling. There's a way that you can fill up a coffee cup. I, I mean, I never fill my coffee cup up all the way to the brim because I don't want to spill that hot stuff all over, you know, where I am. You know what I'm saying? Like even at Starbucks, they'll say, do you want room? you know, uh, expecting you to put something else in it. Sometimes I just say, yeah, I want room. Give me that thing so in the car it doesn't spill everywhere. I don't know if anybody else does that but me. So that's one way you can fill up a cup. It's a whole other thing entirely for me to take my mug to the beach to drink everything that was in that coffee cup and then to toss that coffee cup into the ocean. That's a different way of being filled. Because when that coffee cup goes in, it is definitely filled, but it is also surrounded. I wonder if the Holy Spirit doesn't want to fill us like that. I have this example in my mind from the book of Acts. Peter, he would just be walking down the street, having some simple conversation with one of his buddies. And because he was so filled, he was filled inside and out. He was that coffee cup dipped in the ocean. He he would be so filled that the inside him was so much larger than the outside. He's just walking down the street, passes by somebody, somebody gets healed. He's not even paying attention. He's like, dude, dude. You know, how's it going? Having a great day? Oh my gosh, did you just get healed right now? That same word overshadows the same one where the Holy Spirit came and overshadowed Mary as she was conceived and uh, would bring about Jesus. It's that same power that God wants to stick inside of each and every one of us. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. This idea of filling. Ephesians 5.18 makes it extremely clear that this kind of being filled with the Holy Spirit is a thing that happens continually. It happens multiple times in our lives in huge, significant ways. I was saved as a, I became a Christian at age six, but the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, dipped me in the ocean at age 19, did it to me again at 27 and 31 and age 40. And honestly, he did it to me again last year. That was a wild experience. It's amazing. I just want you to know there's more. There's more for us. The best thing that we could possibly get from God is not a more blessed life. It's not at the root freedom from any of the things that hold us back, even though he does want to do that for us. The best thing we could ever get from God is more of himself. Because these bodies will fade away. All of our, I mean, 
You guys know the thing, on the day that you die, you can't take it with you. All the stuff that you've amassed. In the beginning, there was man and woman with God in conversation and friendship. And in the end, we will continue to walk with him in this moment, in the middle. Getting more of him is exactly the thing that we all need. He is the best of all of his gifts, y'all. Can I just tell you, back in 2016, I had a realization that I had become a gold digger in my relationship with Jesus, just married to the man for his things. Jesus, I want to live for your glory as long as I can get a little bit of that too and make sure there's enough money in my bank account and I get to fly and go travel places and strum my guitar and people will think I'm awesome. That's cool too. That's, uh, I like that. And I realized with just a tremendous sense of gravity that was not what God had in mind for me. And through tears in those moments, I repented and was like, Jesus, you are everything to me. And the Holy Spirit moved in me in such a powerful way to help free me from that desire to have some, to have Jesus plus. And I just wonder if today God might want to free all the rest of us too, to know that God is more than enough, that he wants to fill you with all of his fruit, with all of his gifts, not just for you and for your life, but for the benefit of the world around you. So would you stand with me, everybody, every campus? And I just want to call ministry teams to their places. Y'all come on and move ministry teams. I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Y'all, I want to give us an opportunity today to receive more of God, to receive more of God. So I've crafted a prayer for us all to pray together. This simple prayer, it just is an invitation for more of God. Each one of us can pray and receive that. And I want to knit our faith together through this scripture from Luke. This is what Jesus said. And I, I want you to hear these words and believe that the guy who overcame death and defeated the grave the one who came back from the dead, he's the one who said this. He's the one who said this, so we can believe it. So let's all knit our faith together with this as we hear this. Luke 11, 11 through 13. Jesus says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more, how much more will the heavenly father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Everybody look at me right here in the face. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, God will never say no. He will never say no. If you want more, you can have it. You don't have to have but just a tiny grain of sand of faith to just say, I want more, God. Holy Spirit, would you come and just do your thing in me? and you will receive. You absolutely will receive. So let's pray this prayer together. As we do with every New Spring gathering, we always close with the opportunity to do five things. If you wanna give your life to Christ today, if you're just like, your heart's burning inside your chest, you're like, I gotta, I gotta get in on this thing, then I want you to come. Let somebody pray for you. There's a cross in, in every room that you are in. Come down, let us pray for you. Give your life to Christ. Nail your name to that cross, and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit in, in, in that moment. If you need prayer today, 
If you need somebody to come and just labor with you, our ministry team would love to, to lay hands on you and pray for you. If you want to come, every believer, every single week, I just want to invite you to do that thing that the early church did every single week, and that's to take communion. It connects us with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and softens our heart to be able to hear his voice. I want every believer to take communion today. I want you to worship. I want you to sing, and I want you to give like crazy because God is a generous God, and you were made in his image. And your gifts change the world. But first, as we enter this time of response, let's pray this prayer together. And I just want to tell you, you can pray this prayer standing right there where you are, and God will answer that prayer for you. As we enter the time of response, if you want somebody to lay hands on you so that you might receive a fresh filling of the Spirit, that's available to you as well. Any of our ministry team members would love to simply lay their hand on you and pray for you. This is an extremely biblical thing. It's not weird at all, you guys. It's not weird at all. I want to tell you, as we pray this, you may not feel anything happen to you in your body. It just may be the knowledge that you're praying this thing. And what is going to show up in your life is an increase in your ability to hear God's voice and an increase in his love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, generous, and self-control in your life. That's what's going to happen. Some of you, you may feel some sensation in your body as you, as you pray this prayer. That's totally okay. It's a biblical thing. God will, on occasion, do that. That may be a sign that you know that he is filling you. Some of you, you may speak in an unknown language, in a prayer language, praying in the Spirit is also a biblical thing, and the Bible is clear. Do not forbid that, but we do that in order and in a way that allows for us to be built up by that special gift that God might give to you as you pray this. Whatever God does for you, I just want you to know this is a safe place to ask God to do something wild, something wonderful for you. So God, would you help us now? Everyone, let's pray this, and I want to invite you to pray this out loud with me. We'll all pray it together. One family here at New Spring. Every voice, loud and proud. Let's do this thing, y'all. Let's pray. Almighty God, I surrender to you. I want more of you. Father, I ask that you give me more of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rush upon me. Fill me to overflowing. Produce more of your fruit in me. Let your gifts flow through me for the benefit of others. Speak to me. I am listening. Show me a sign of your favor and faithfulness in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Would you come and respond now? Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at newspring.cc for more content, including videos, articles, and devotionals to help you have an everyday relationship with Jesus. Or plan a visit to one of our campuses across the state of South Carolina.